Hello, friend, and welcome to the VF Podcast. Welcome back, I should say. It's been a minute. Caleb, how, how are you? Oh, I'm good. It feels good to be back. I I literally texted John, what was it, like two weeks ago, and I was like, hey, remember when we had a podcast? Like, that was really cool. <laughs> remember when. Uh, remember when. So I think it's been like, what, four months, Oof. I want to say? It like makes my stomach hurt thinking about um, but yeah, I think it's been four months since we recorded our last episode. And so if you're a new listener, um, that doesn't really affect you and welcome. <laughs> We're so glad that you decided to join the conversation. But if you do listen regularly, um, I am so sorry. I don't know if you can listen regularly at this point. I think we put out like a 10 or 11 episodes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I did have somebody stop me at, um, North Star Cafe in Easton and was like, Hey, like I I haven't heard your podcast recently. Like what happened? And I was like, this is God telling me that we need to have another podcast episode. Are you, uh, are you God? <laughs> are you? It's the Holy Spirit moving you in this moment right now. Um, so, That's not a prophetic voice telling me that you should record yes. <laughs> another episode of the VF podcast. You have to. Really, it's the Lord's work that we're doing right now. It's it's His call on your life. It so, uh, yeah, I guess we should apologize to all, all ten of our faithful listeners. Right. <laughs> to at least that one faithful <laughs> listener that, that I met. <laughs> that yeah. we are sorry for ignoring the, the good Lord's work. Feel like feel like Moses trying to make excuses like, well, I can't have a podcast because I have a stutter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't be president of the United States because I have a stutter. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so uh, we're so glad that um, we get to be back with you. John and I have seen each other in the last four months. We just haven't really prioritized uh, the podcast because. There's been a lot that's gone on. I've had a huge life transition, I feel like. Um, and so uh, John has been busy doing the Lord's work and doing good things here in the city. Um, and so we just haven't had an opportunity to really sit down and do this. But um, I, I think we just wanted to take this episode to just touch base, to do a check-in, to see how everybody's doing. Um, and we would love to know how you're doing too. You can uh, feel free to reach out to us on social media. We actually have an email now, which is thevfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so if you're interested, shoot us an email. We'd love to know how you're doing. Um, but I think we're just going to take this episode and just literally touch base and kind of fill you all in on what's going on. Uh, with, with John and I in the podcast. Yeah, so Caleb and I used to record on Fridays because we used to both be in church work. Um, I still am in church work. And so for those of you who don't know, pastors often get like a day off because Sunday is a big work day for us. So that's other people, like normal people's day off. Um, but since it's a big work day for us, we only get, you know, kind of Saturdays. We're usually prepping for sun Sundays. So a lot of pastors either get Monday or Friday off. And so Caleb and I, both being pastors, um, we had Fridays off. So we record on Friday um, because we were just like kind of hanging out. Um, but now Caleb is no longer a pastor. And so it made it really hard <laughs> to record yeah. on Friday. So so Caleb, why don't you tell the, the good listener um, why we couldn't record on Fridays anymore? Yeah. So um, as John said, our common day off uh, was Friday, and I think a huge part of being able to record the podcast was that 
um, both of our lovely first ladies work together, um, and so they they would be working on Friday, and so it was like, well, I can't spend time with my wife, and so I want to hang out with John anyway. So let's just report, like let's just record a podcast, mm. um, and so that was a huge part of it. But now. My days off are on days where John is not off. I mean, Saturday technically, but then you have to make time to be at home to spend time with your wife who loves you and cares about you so much. Um, And so I uh, didn't really find an opportunity to be able to sit down and record and then to even think about like editing it and posting it. Like I was just like, I I don't know when when I'm going to have the time to do it. Um, And so kind of the switch that I had was I ended up leaving, stepping down from a church leadership role. I felt like it was my time to move on. Um, And so I actually went two or three months being completely unemployed, um, which was a really cool experience, actually. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. I was like, oh, wait, this is awesome. Like, I I could not go back to work and be completely fine. This is what life should feel like. Be a stay-at-home dog dad. Yeah, I could be a stay-at-home dog dad. Um, But I... uh, I ended up taking a position with uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene University as an admissions counselor, um, which is where John and I both went to school. It's our alma mater, and uh, I love it there very, very much. I believe in MVNU, um, and so it was a really easy job for me to take. However, um, it is an hour away from where I live in Columbus, um, and so I make the one-hour drive one way um, every single day except Thursday. Um, and obviously Saturday and Sunday, which are my days off. And so now I am uh, basically just kind of showing other people in Ohio, in Kentucky, all across the country, um, why MVNU is a great place to call home. And so it is definitely a huge life switch for me, a huge shift in focus, because I feel like, and John, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when you're in ministry, you just have a different lens that you see everything through than people who just work like a nine to five job. Um, everything that you do has to be intentional, has to have purpose. It's not clock in and clock out. Your life work balance kind of gets blurred together. That line kind of starts to dissolve. Um, and so it's interesting coming into an institution where those boundaries are very clearly set for you. Of This is work and your life is outside of it. Um, And our work has purpose, we love what we do, but also it doesn't control our lives. Um, And I think so often, as much as I love the local church, I think that can happen being a pastor in the local church. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, that's what's happening with me. I don't know, John, if you have any, uh, I mean, if any of that rang true to you with being a pastor, I know that sometimes you're busy at the randomest times. And so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I think that's definitely true. I think part of church work, it, it's just a really hard balance, or maybe it's an impossible balance because um, for a lot of Christians, you know, we're involved in a local church. And so that becomes, you know, we have our church friends, our church community, right? Um, and then whenever you're at work, you have your work friends and your work community, right? And so um, whenever you work at a church, those things are combined into one, right? Yeah. Um, it's all kind of rolled together. Um, and so I think that that makes it kind of hard because like whenever you are frustrated with a coworker or your boss or whatever, well, okay, that you can't like vent to your church friends about that, <laughs> right? right? Um, yeah. And, and so like, 
it's, it's yeah, it just makes an interesting dynamic whenever like your pastor is also your boss and um, your work friend is also your church friend. And yeah, yeah so it, I don't know. It's church work is just really interesting in that regard. I love it. I don't, I was talking to Shannon. I just, I don't think I could do a normal nine mm. to five. Yeah. Like I, maybe if I really, really had to. Yeah. Um, but that is absolutely terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't like, I, I love what I do and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but yeah, it, it does make for interesting dynamics. That's different. Cause I can't like just check my work at the door. Yeah. Uh, Cause this is my place of worship and this yeah. is where I'm trying to disciple people and all of these things. So, right. Um, yeah, it follows it follows you in a way that's different than a nine to five. I feel like yeah, but I, not in a bad way. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think a couple things too that like I started to remember and reflect back as you were talking is like you love the people that you that you pastor, mm-hmm. um, and they love you too, and you're you're a lot of. Your job, which is sometimes funny to call it a job, is to build relationships with those people. But when that is your main priority, sometimes it can become hard to know when you're working and when you're just being friends. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that was difficult for me. was like, maybe I'm working a lot. Like, maybe I'm doing... And it becomes part of who you are. I mean, it, it is literally a... Uh, it turns into your life's purpose to, to love people and to, to serve the local church and, and to do, um, you know, what God is, is calling your community to be a part of and to do in the world. And so um, all those things are incredible. And I actually, I mean, we've had several conversations. I miss it. Like, I, I would be completely, um, I would be lying if I said that I didn't miss working in ministry. Um, I miss the culture. I miss uh, being able to do things that I know give me purpose. I think that I needed a nine to five job and I I need the position that I'm in, especially right now for this season. Um, But I mean, there have been times where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if nine to five corporate America is me. Like, I I don't know if that is me forever, um, even if I wanted it to be. And so, I mean, that's an, it's an interesting balance, but at the same time, I'm very grateful for where I am because I think I, I needed um, this season to just kind of separate myself from it and really decide what do I value in a church community and what do I value in and where I want to be with my life's purpose. Um, am I comfortable being able to function within a, a corporate structure of, of nine to five outside of the local church or is the local church something that I am called to? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this has been a great season for me to if I can use a pastor term, season for me um, to, uh, to to really dissect those things. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, John, I my big question for you uh-huh. is just how are you? Like, how, how are you in the middle of all this? I know that we've talked um, because we're friends and we're family and we hang out a lot. Um, but for, for the people listening, how, 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 how are you doing? doing? How have you been the last four, four or five, five months? months? I've been okay. Yeah, I've been okay. Um, getting progressively worse over like as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, whenever COVID and quarantine and things like started, um, I I put a lot of things in place to make sure that my mental health stayed on the right track. To make sure that I was disciplined in my spiritual walk. Um, but as time went on and the pandemic went on. Um, we kind of just started ignoring it as a society. And that's why we're having like crazy spikes right now. Um, But life kind of had to get back to normal at some level. So I 
I was still in pandemic mode, but I didn't have the disciplines in place as much because you just run out of time, right? Right. Um, and so, like, for those of you, I think, um, trying to think about when I released the book, but I released the book. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of like forced me to be disciplined. Um, I had to, you know, design like 90 workouts and I had to write 30 days worth of the devotionals and reflection questions and those kind of things. Um, so I had to be disciplined to, to do that. Um, and that was like super healthy for me, like that creative process. Um, but as summer and fall went on, you know, soccer started, and for those of you who don't know, I, I coach both at the high school level and uh, I coach a club as well. And so the fall was really, really crazy. I would have training every day. Sometimes I would have to train both teams. I would have at least two, if not three or four or five games in a week. Yeah. And so it just became really challenging to balance pouring into other people, uh, especially in soccer pouring into my youth kids and, and maintaining those relationships and having youth group and those kind of things, as well as taking care of myself. Yeah. It was uh, almost an impossible thing to do because I think maybe, maybe not impossible, but I just got into worse habits yeah. where I would spend time before journaling or reading or meditating. I would kind of just replace that with mind-numbing activities like mm. watching television or scrolling yeah. yeah, just on my phone or whatever. So yeah. doing okay. Soccer season is over, which is nice. Yeah, uh, I get a little time to breathe. The election is over. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. The, the election, election is over. Not everybody wants to admit it. it. <laughs> yes. Is that a good way to say yeah. it? Some, Some people, people are moving on from it. it. But it's <laughs> over. It's, yeah. yeah. The election is over. Um, I mean, there there has to be official. Have, you know, lawsuits are going to happen or whatever. Right. Um, but it's just it's nice that that is over because I think that was anxiety inducing in me as well. Yeah. Um, just okay. Where is our country going? Um, not that we know, um, but. Yeah, where is our country going? What kind of human are we okay to lead us? Those kinds of things. Right. Um, Are just, you know, the big questions, and they just kind of loom over us, over us all. So that that was anxiety-inducing a little bit. Um, Not having time with Shannon was not great because she also coached. Right. Um, So yeah, just a lot going on. But as those things kind of finish their season, right, feel myself starting to come back to life just a little bit. And I'm trying to take Sabbath more seriously. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, a practice over the past few weeks Yeah, that has been good for me. Like last Friday, um, I went to Hawking Hills, which is a state park here in Ohio. And it was just like nice to yeah. hike by myself. I don't know if I've ever done that like that, like gone on a drive and hike by myself for yeah. an entire day. Uh, but it was very good. And for example, tomorrow, Shannon took the day off, so we're going to do the same thing um, at Cuyahoga National Park, which yeah. is also going to be great. Yeah. So taking Sabbath more seriously, um, starting to implement different disciplines back into my life is kind of getting me back on track. But yeah, it was, I don't know, especially with winter, it can get dark pretty quick. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand, understand that. that. Um, Sidebar, if you haven't yet checked out John's book, it's called the discipline. The, the disciplined, sorry, disciple. Um, 
And so, so you should, should definitely check it out. It's available on Amazon. Um, John would never do that. He would never promote that book like I just did. But I'm going to promote it because I think that it can be beneficial to you. Um, whether you're looking to grow in your spiritual health, your mental health, uh, your physical health, whatever it might be. I think it's a well-balanced, um, just kind of 30-day guide to, to better overall health. And so definitely you should check that out um, anywhere else other than Amazon that, that people can find it right now. Amazon. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's actually going to be, I hope it to be an important thing or a good thing for people, especially as like a Christmas gift. Yeah. Because a lot of people want to start off a year strong. Right. So I think a month of being disciplined mentally, spiritually, and physically is a, is a great way to do that. Um, Absolutely. So I'm actually thinking of running through it myself now that I have some distance from it. Yeah. Um, and going through it in the month of January. So if yeah. you're looking for Christmas gifts, I have the perfect thing for Boom. you. Boom. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Shopping down. <laughs> I get like 0.5% of the profits. So. <laughs> Amazon is 95.5%. You're, you're welcome, Jeff. You're welcome, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, one thing I was thinking about as you were talking is literally everything that you are involved in um, is kind of you pouring into other people. Um, which I think is just your natural instinct as a pastor. I, I think, honestly, you have a natural pastor's heart. I think it's a gifting. Um, but also, when you are constantly pouring into people and not making time for yourself, um, it can be very, very easy to, to find yourself empty. Um, and so I know for you, especially with your, uh, your, your mental health journey, um, I, that, that is important for you. And so I, I hope that, you know, now that everything is kind of coming to uh, a close and winter is on the way, which, oh my goodness, I'm not ready for that at all. Um, I, I hope that, you know, you're able to take that time to create that space for yourself because doing things like going to Hocking Hills and hiking, that's important and you love it and it clears your brain and um, it makes you feel alive. And so I hope that you're able to, to find more things like that that'll, you know, kind of allow you to, to be yourself and be poured into. Yeah, that's a, it's what I'm finding is balance is super hard. It's super hard because for me and I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of people that just care yeah. about others or uh, about life in general, right. pouring into other people is life-giving. Mm. It's a life-giving thing to do, um, especially if you're extroverted, right? Like I just ta- was talking to you earlier about how sometimes Thursday mornings can be like a come down for me because we have Wednesday nights and I'm so up for it and I get to see all my youth kids that I know and I love and I like I hang out with them and I laugh with them and we make jokes and we talk about really important things. Yeah. And so sometimes Thursday mornings is kind of like a come down for me. But anyways, what I was saying is it's, it's a life giving thing to constantly be pouring into people. Like I love coaching. I love the, the process of getting better as a team growing together. I love the youth ministry of seeing them progress in life and seeing them struggle and wrestle um, and come out the other side as better people. And so that's a life giving thing. And it's a good thing. So it's hard for me to find a balance of, of, okay, when is that too much? And when do I need people that can pour into me? And what does that look like? Do I need like a mentor? Well, I don't know what that even means. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. nobody yeah. has time to do that. <laughs> right, right. You're like, hey, random person, do you have time to like take two hours out of your week every week to just talk to me and make me a better person? Nobody has time to do that. Yeah. And then who's doing that for that person? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think balance is, is really hard. And even thinking about how I, 
how I, how we use our time. Um, it's been really interesting to see how, how quickly it can get out of balance. Yeah. Um, but how quickly you can kind of get back into balance because, you know, coaching one team, coaching two is actually not that much more work. I just stack the practices right back to back. Right. Um, and it's, I still have games on the weekend, so it's not, it's not that much more work. But just having that little bit more extra mental, like, okay, mental um, exertion yeah. can, can flip it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just really learned this past fall especially – how quickly things can get out of balance. Right. Um, but in the same vein, they can quick, just as quickly get back in balance and, and healthy again. So yeah, it's been really interesting to see. I know uh, one thing that Haley and I were both excited for, Haley's my wife, for those of you who don't know, um, but Haley and I were so excited that I was going to have all these weekends off and that I wasn't going to have a, uh, a Sunday obligation. Um, and so we were just like, oh man, we could actually enjoy our weekends. But what I didn't know was going to happen was that during the pandemic, during my unemployment phase, I became super, super interested um, into all things video, into all things photo, into all things graphic design. And so I took those three months and literally just learned as much as I could and then started doing little side projects here and there and taking pictures of like me making coffee at home and tagging businesses in it and different things like that. And what quickly happened was during the last two months, every single weekend on the calendar became full. I actually like started shooting weddings and I started shooting um, family photos and I started shooting engagement pictures and couples and fall minis and then started doing graphic design for different people. And so I like started to quickly realize that, oh, I don't have, this is no different. This is actually more busy than I was when I worked at a church because now I'm doing all of these things on the side. Um, because I love them and they're creative outlets, but at the same time, on a surface level, it is still me using things that I have attained in order to help other people achieve something. Yep. And so that balance has actually been really, really difficult for, for us to find too. And I mean, Haley and I even had a really difficult conversation, I think it was last week, where she was like, this is kind of stressing me out. Like, this is like actually stressing me out because you're busy all the time. Um, she was like, there's always something on the calendar. Tomorrow I have a shoot. Saturday I have a shoot. Um, and so there's all these things that I, I just feel like, like you said, finding that balance is very, very difficult. Um, but in the same way, I know that November and December or the rest of November and December are going to be fairly free. Um, and so that I'm looking forward to that because I know that that is what I need in order to kind of get back to a healthy space. Do you think that's kind of just part of our personalities though? As, as people that are drawn to ministry, right? Do you think it's part of our personalities to always be busy? I think, so here's what I've found is when I'm not busy, I'm not happy. (laughs) So if I'm not at least a little bit busy, I'm not happy because I feel like I'm not doing anything. Like I feel stagnant. Um, And if I'm not doing anything that helps other people, then I just feel selfish. And so I feel like it's a conviction that 
at least I, I, I could say confidently for you as your friend, I think it's a conviction that we both carry of like, if we're not doing something that helps other people or that advances something that is meaningful to us in some way, then it's, we don't have that fulfilled, like that fulfillment inside. Um, and so I think maybe there's a point there that we're always going to be busy. I, I think at least for me, I can't speak to you. I want to know your thoughts on this. Yeah. I think for me, I have to be busy, so I don't actually have to face the real world. Uh, like I don't have to face my internal yeah. like struggles. Yeah. Because the moment I stop being busy, I realize, oh, there's like darkness all around me and, and within me. And yeah. so if I'm just busy all the time, then I can keep pushing that off. Right. And so... Yeah, I, is that for you too? Do you think that's you too? Like there's something that like your busyness is trying to fight this quote unquote lack within us? Yeah. I mean, I think, so I'm an Enneagram 7. And so I can... For, for those who don't know, what is an Enneagram 7? What an Enneagram mean? 7 is somebody who always sees the greener grass on the other side of the fence um, and is always chasing the next emotional high or a spiritual high or just always trying to be entertained. They're always down for everything. However, they're also very unorganized. They're also, they have a lot to bring to the table but can't focus on one thing in order to advance a single project. Um, and so one of the weaknesses with the Enneagram 7, and I know it's true for me, um, because I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a spot-on Enneagram 7. I would say I carry more qualities from there, but I think it's kind of more of just a guide. I don't let the Enneagram control my life. <laughs> it's, it's the Christian horoscope. It is what it is. Don't try to put labels on I said what I said. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, but I do think one thing that I really align with is that when issues come my way, when problems face me, I do everything in my power to avoid them. So if I start to feel sad or I start to feel a little numb in any way, I just fill my time with everything possible to keep me busy so I don't have to think about that stuff. So maybe, and oh man, I didn't know this was going to turn into therapy. Um, I think maybe I've been so busy filling my schedule with creative projects mm -hmm. because there is this hole mm -hmm. in me that I feel of not being satisfied with where I am. Yeah. And I think maybe that is that is why I've been so busy is yeah. because I've been avoiding feelings from the weight of this pandemic, from the weight of where we are, from the weight of the election, and from literally a huge life transition of thinking I was always going to be a ministry until I was old and gray, to now not being in ministry and wondering if I made a mistake or if, or, or wondering what's next even. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing everybody, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for me, so I, you know I'm not a huge fan of the Enneagram, um, but from, from what I've heard and read um, and studied, which is actually a decent amount for somebody that doesn't identify with the Enneagram a ton, um, but I'm a three, mm. and so that person is a quote-unquote achiever, yep. and so I was actually doing a wellness workshop at MVNU, uh, where, where you work now. John works there too. Yeah, very, very part-time, um, <laughs> but it's, it's actually very excellent. I am the wellness coordinator for um, their student ministry department, so basically 
we have this program that is for physical, mental, and spiritual health um, and how that how they all intersect. So we had uh, a panel, and I was telling this story in this panel discussion of, um, I think it was after the first time, it was either I, I had a 1,500-pound total or a 600-pound squat, something like that. Um, and I, I said, oh, okay, my next goal, my next, that this, this is the day of, this oh, is the wow. day of this. I, I enjoyed it for about an hour. <laughs> right. And then I said to Shannon, my next goal is like 1550. And she said, oh, why? I said, because I, oh. I want to get stronger. <laughs> she said, well, when are you going to be strong enough? Oh. And I said, probably never. Like, I, I think never. And so I think that's why I am busy. Because I, I don't want to face the lack within myself. So I, I coach to make others better in the way that I cannot get better, mm. right? I, I train and lift to be stronger than I am because I'm, I'm running from the weakness inside me, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so our, I, I told Caleb this as well, but our soccer team plays for the Ohio State Championship on on Saturday, Division One, like it's it's the biggest game in high school sports. Um, we play for that on Saturday, and that's great for the achiever within me. Yeah. Um, and if we lose, I'll be devastated. Even though I'm not the varsity coach, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like a JV coach. Yeah. Um, if we lose, I'll be devastated. And if we win, then I'll enjoy it for like I don't know a week. Yeah. And then it's okay. Well, we got to repeat next year. Right. We got to get better. Right. Um, and so yeah, I think I'm busy. To, to run from the lack within me. And that's why I'm always starting these side projects and things too. Yeah. Like I started a podcast because, oh, this is great. We have things to talk about. And it is. And I believe in it. Yeah. Um, but it, it leads to a lack of follow through within me because I'm always starting something because yeah. I'm trying to chase. And then I realize, oh, that doesn't fulfill me. Yeah. And so I try to start something else. Even Shannon and I are going to like make a home gym. Right. And so immediately. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. And so immediately, like, oh, great. I won't have to like waste that time driving the gym anymore. I can have more efficient workouts. I can have it set up the way I want. Yada, 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 yada. Um, but then instantly I said, oh, and I can train my athletes here and I can have <laughs> kids here. And I, I don't have to rent a space. I can yeah. actually do like my own personal training studio. I was like, wait, what is wrong with I me? can help everyone else. Why now? am I trying to start a business <laughs> for these like kids I don't it's so dumb yeah um but it's it's just the constant battle within me of like okay I gotta do more gotta be more gotta do more gotta be more and and it's the equation of those two doing right. more is being more um and and expecting some sort of fulfillment whenever that's just never gonna happen yeah like we'll, we'll never be fulfilled right and I think maybe starting to prioritize I know at least for me and maybe for you um I think for me, it's important that I start prioritizing the things that actually fill me up. Mm. So I know Haley and I, for the past three weeks, um, I haven't had a church that I've had to travel to to either lead worship at and or do an MVNU event for, uh, which has been really crazy anyway because of the pandemic and these churches are still open and all these churches are full of people not wearing masks um, but some churches are, are abiding by, you know, mask policies. And so here at Grace Life Nazarene Church, we are abiding by mask mandates. We have to wear masks inside. That's yes, just how it is. Yes. And I think uh, churches that are able to have services safely 
should. I think that, you know, investing in your spiritual health is important right now. And if you can do that uh, by going to church, then that's important. Um, but all that to say, Haley and I have actually had an opportunity to go to a church here in Columbus the past three weeks, which I don't even think I've told you about. Um, but ironically, what's really hilarious is it's like minutes away from the church that I worked at previously. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I've loved it. Hmm. It's been so good for me. And it's so it's been so good for me to go and to not be involved. Yeah. Um, and and I think that you should be involved in your local church. If you find a place that you think is um, home for you and your family, you should get involved and you should contribute back. But these past couple of weeks, these past two or three weeks of not um, just you know having anything to do but going and just literally listening to maybe what was the best couple of sermons that I've heard in a long time, um, and and just literally receiving, I think has been so good for, for me. And so prioritizing things like actually not sleeping in, which makes me feel like crap and then get up and go to church on Sunday with my wife, which makes me, uh, which fills me up doing things like the podcast, which actually fill me up. Um, and creative work does too, but only if I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. If I'm doing it for other people, I enjoy blessing other people through it. Um, but at the same time, it, it doesn't fill me up. It's not what I'm most passionate about. Yeah. Um, and so I think setting those things aside, those times aside, those events aside to prioritize uh, the things that really benefit our mental health and our spiritual well-being, especially in the climate of the country we live in right now, I, yeah. think, I think it's important to do that. Um, and so that's why, I mean, for for me personally, th- that's why I'm excited for the podcast to be back up because I enjoy this. Like yeah. this, uh, it it fills me up. It refreshes me to to hang out with with you and and with everybody listening. I love this community, the little small community that it is. Um, and so yeah, I, I that's what I hope to to do moving forward. Yeah, uh, same. All right, so let's do it. Let's let's cut out time for ourselves. Yeah. For for our gentle listeners out there, our, our beloved. Our beloved. And so some things that we're going to be talking about coming up, and I'm, I'm very excited to be back. I'm very excited to make this a priority again. Um, some, some, things, some things we're going to talk about moving forward, we're going to talk about politics because it matters. We're going to do a little series on that, how we got here, how we became so polarized, how yes. the church took sides in, in a strange way. Yeah. Uh, talk about the history of that um, because it matters. Uh, we're going to talk about COVID because there are updates on COVID. There, there might be a vaccine out there and that's very, very exciting because then life can quote unquote go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about Post-evangelicalism. Whoa! Whoa. What is that? Wow! (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about climate change. We're going to talk about social media, eschatology. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about church hurts and wounds and trauma. So join us. Be a part of the conversation. If there's something that you want us to talk about, Hit us up on social. Absolutely. That's, we, we are there sometimes. Yeah. Shoot us a DM. We're very unactive on Facebook. Um, <laughs> do we have a Facebook? We have a Facebook, hey. but we don't do anything with it. Um, and so 
Um, if Facebook is your jam, um, then, I mean, if you message us there, I will get back to you. Um, if you email us, we will respond. If you hit us up on social media as far as Instagram and Twitter, we will respond. And we're very not active on Twitter either, but I would like to be because I think Twitter is a great platform for people to, uh, you know, form a community. And I literally just watched John <laughs> cut a fray off of his shirt with a knife unsuccessfully because it's still hanging there um so i was trying to focus and finish my sentence so like my friend has a knife out in front of me and is cutting something on his shirt my attention span's not good (laughs) um but definitely stay in touch um if you want to uh you know if you want to help this podcast out if you want to do us a favor if you like this community if you like the content that we're able to share uh with each other do us a favor uh leave a review uh, but but make it honest i think in the past i'm like leave a five star review um but i i honestly these days i just want you to be honest if you felt like this was a, a three-star podcast leave a three-star review honestly um I, I i would love to hear your input and your comments i strongly disagree oh i oh no <laughs> i want you to to take sides either we're a zero star or five star there's the vision there's the there's no in between <laughs> we're a very divided podcast at the vf podcast we have some zero star people <laughs> and some five star people like my ego's been hovering around normal, so if you yeah. can knock that down a few pegs with some zero-star reviews, Please. that'd be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we would really love that. Um, but we we honestly, we want to get back to investing this as a community, so do us a favor, rate the podcast, leave us a comment um, on what you thought about this episode, hit us up on social media, we'd love to connect with you, and uh, until next time, we love y'all. Love y'all.